from the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the AFC North champion Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,509 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. And every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the uh, YouTube chat, we're doing Super Chats. So if you want to make sure your comment gets read or have a question for, I have two guests today. I kind of overbooked myself. So it's a big show. I got Blake Jewell and I got, <laughs> excuse me, Bengal Sands. So if you got a question for either one of them, <laughs> as a cough, uh, give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And as always, I'm coming to you live from the ice cave and the ice cave is brought to you by T properties, T properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Tomorrow, the combine actually, well, gets started. They get on the field. and They start running around and doing some stuff. So it'll be interesting to watch, see where everybody grades out. Like I said, I'm going down Sunday to check it out. I got a couple of interesting things. Uh, Frank Pollock was on uh, James Rapine's channel since that Bengals talk and talking about the offensive line and said that it's not crazy that they could possibly move Jonah Williams and how much that he respected and liked Trey Hopkins. So some interesting stuff. He also said, you know, he hopes everybody comes in and acts like they're starters and is, you know, fighting for it because you got to fight for your job. So it sounds like everything is on the table. <laughs> it depends on what they do in free agency. 
I don't know. We got that. We got PFF's article from an agent of a prominent tight end saying that his agent, he hopes, the agent hopes his tight end goes to the Cincinnati Bengals and plays with Jackpot Joey Burrow. This is going to happen more and more. Anyway, let's get to my guest today. I got Mike Santagina, Bengal Sands, and Blake Jewell. Let's get the mic here. He's first, and I'll bring on, bring on Blake. Mike, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. Uh, slow season, finally. So it was a yeah, long tell one, me about but uh, it picks right back up, like right now. So I had two weeks of chill, and now we're right back into it. Exactly. My bad, by the way. I double booked myself because I thought you were on tomorrow and Blake's on today. Anyway, I'm going to have both of you on. I'm going to get to Blake. Blake, what's up? What's going on, guys? All right. So we got a big show. Usually I only get one guest. I get two guests today. This is awesome. So, all right. From everything that's been going on, which is not a whole lot, but the talks of free agency from Ryan, Pac-Man Jones saying Ryan Jensen might be signed to Frank Pollock saying, you know, all, all, every, all options are on the table, meaning Jonah Williams could get moved. Trey Hopkins could get moved. We could have the same offensive line. I don't know. What's your guys feelings, thoughts on the offensive line right now? Uh, Blake, I'll let you go first. Yeah, well, I think they're definitely going to do something. Uh, I've been listening to kind of what they're saying. You know, it's like they said, it's been a slow off season, so I've been kind of getting into college basketball. I haven't been fully, you know, checking out all the Bengals stuff. But based on what they've said, I think that's just kind of, you know, how they talk this time of year. They're not going to say, oh, Akeem Adenji's terrible, so we're just going to get rid of him. It's just kind of <laughs> kind of how they talk this time of year. I think they're going to, I think they're going to work on it and, I think they're going to bring in at least, I'd say at least two new starters. Uh, that's not any information I have. It's just kind of. I think everybody thinks that. that they'll <laughs> at be least doing. two. So I think that, I think that they're going to, you know, bring in some free agents and some draft picks. I don't think they're going to stay with what they have or anything like that. Mike, what do you got? Well, they obviously need more talent. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> the little playoffs, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there are injuries, but, hey, you add more talent and the guys that were starters become the backups. And now you're talking about a real nice real nice offensive line. Um, I thought the most interesting thing – I thought the Jonah Williams thing was the second most interesting thing that Frank Pollock brought up because he was saying, yeah, there's a challenge with switching, but it's not off the table, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, sound a tiny bit more apprehensive about moving him to center because he's yeah. like, well, you got to right. snap and set. Right. And uh, that was something I hated doing when I played. And uh, I mean, as a former player, uh, the, well, high school, so <laughs> before the ACL. <laughs> it's it's still the same position. You still got to do so, the same stuff. Yeah, I was, yeah. A, I was a guard center hybrid. And uh, I'll tell you, the center is a different beast, man. Like trying to snap and set at the same time. I'm not NFL level, but it, it, even in the high school level, that's that's difficult. And whenever you get inside, things get quicker. Whenever you switch sides, um, your hand, what your strong inside hand changes, your kick foot changes, all that. It makes It's difficult, but it's doable, especially for Jonah, who did it in Alabama. Um, so, hey, that feels my agenda of uh, bringing in a Teron Armstead and kicking Jonah to right tackle because yeah. that's that's one of the ways I see them uh, really bringing in awesome talent and fixing this offensive line because what he said was uh, he wants athletic guys. He wants guys that can pass, protect, all, paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. And, uh, hey, that's my guy. And yeah. uh, later on they asked him, do you want five guys that are, com- that are competent or do you want – a star and he brought up he said you want to mix of both hey there's a star out there right but he also brought up like you said talent he goes you got to have talent no matter what if the guy like if aaron donald is better than your guys which he was that's what happens you know so you got to have talent and this goes to to what i've been saying i've been getting killed on, on it but i like ryan jensen at center I think there's a chance you get him. You can move Trey Hopkins over to guard because he did play guard. It's not a horrible idea. I'm not saying they're going to do it. And then if you get Tyron Armstead, which I'm all for, that then you move you kick Jonah over to right tackle. You got Trey Hopkins at guard, and then you you fight it out for the other guard spot between um, uh, Jax Carmen, Deontay Smith, and yeah, those two. It, unless you go out and sign Cobra, but I don't know if they're going to sign three. What do you what do you guys think is going to be two or three? I think it'll be two, and I think in that situation you might just bring back Reef for left guard, and uh, then Carmen and Smith are going to compete for both left and right guard, and wherever they feel more comfortable. I know Carmen uh, PFF scores liked him more at left guard. It was a small sample, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I think 
maybe if you bring in Jensen, you might cut Hopkins just because of the cap hit. I don't know, but they yeah. like him, and well, I mean, they, they I get like, it. But my, my thing is, is like James brought this up last week. My my thing with them cutting Trey Hopkins, they are loyal to a fault to their players, and for what Trey went through with tearing his ACL at the very last game of the 2020 season, well, it was 2021 at the time, and then coming back in, in June for OTAs and everything and, and not missing anything, that holds something for, for the Bengals and Mike Brown. So that's why I, they could cut him. I just I just don't see them doing that because of how loyal they are. What do you got on that, Blake? Blake? Yeah, I, I really like Ryan Jensen, but uh, I think that if they do sign Jensen, I can honestly see him moving Hopkins over to tackle and trying that out. It might not be – you know, something that'll work, but I could see them attempting that. Um, I like the idea of getting Jensen and a left, uh, or Taron Armstead, which I mean, that would be a lot of money. But uh, if you could get Armstead and Jensen, which let's just talk in here, yeah. move uh, Jenna Williams over to right tackle and then Spain at Hopkins at guard, I think that's a you know, much improved offensive line just right there. Yeah. Uh, I think my ideal, um, way to handle it would be probably be I really like uh, Austin Corbett mm-hmm. at right guard. I think yep. if uh, they can get him at right guard. Uh, I like the idea of move, moving General Williams. I want a more not that General Williams is bad. He's just he's not, you know, for, for protecting Joe Burrow, I want someone more you know dominant as a left tackle. Than more dominant, a little more is. athletic, yeah. And I don't know if that's you know necessarily a popular opinion. Maybe move him to right tackle. Uh, maybe even guard. I'm I'm not too uh, educated on how you move <laughs> offensive linemen around. It's just kind of a feeling I have. Uh, never played offensive line or anything like that, but I like the idea of maybe moving him around, trying to get a more dominant left tackle, someone like Armstead, or um, seeing what you can do in the draft, and then um, kind of filling it out from there. I think it really just depends on who. I feel like in this, you know, free agency, they're going to have a main offensive line uh signing so like yeah if they get Taron Armstead he would be the main one you know Jensen could be the main one Corbett could be the main one and then you kind of get one that's maybe not as high tiered but someone you know to fill up another position so you're gonna have a main guy and I think you kind of just base it around whoever that main uh signing is yeah I'm kind of with you on that it's kind of like Ken said here she said they're not going to uh, sign a top lineman for 24 to 20 million. They're not gonna sign, I don't think they're gonna sign two of them. I, I, I think they might sign one of those two guys, and like you said, fill in with some some not uh, just cheaper guys is the best way to put to put it. I mean, because we also yeah, look at this way. We also gotta sign Jesse Bates. We gotta sign either Larry Ogunjobi or or BJ Hill, hopefully both, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. You gotta find a cornerback. So yes, we have a lot of money in the cap space, but they gotta be smart about it. What do you got there, Sands? Um, so for the moving Jonah thing, I think he fits better at a right tackle than guard because, uh, he's not an overly powerful guy. And, uh, when you're dealing on the inside, you got bigger dudes moving around. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think he'd fit, um, process everything quickly and everything moves quicker in there. I think he'd do that well, but we move him to right tackle. It's just, I feel comfortable doing it because he's done it before. I mean, I haven't watched him when he played Alabama then, but I mean, that's high competition. He graded out well, and then they kicked him to left tackle. So I, I feel like he could do that. Uh, I do agree with what Blake said earlier about they're going to have one main signing. I've been calling it like the bell of the ball. It's like, right. no, <laughs> Teron Armstead, Ryan Jensen, those guys, those they can be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corbett, pushing it for me, but I do see the Bengals kind of making that possibly their number one <laughs> signing. And, uh, Dude, they get all three on the offensive line is set. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're good. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. Yeah, you, you'll fall back a little bit on defense, but, man, that offense will be awesome. Um, hey, I, I know there's other spots on defense you got to fix, but to me, you pay the offensive line, and then you could draft the the defense because if the defense is kind of, I don't know, it, it, it's not doing well, then uh, that that is what it is. The other team's putting up points. Maybe you lose a couple extra games the offensive line's not doing well your quarterback's taking more hits and you still are probably losing those games so i i'd rather pay the offensive line get a sure thing there and then swing for the fences on the defense yeah exactly i well, think too what i've said on the defense is is the last couple of years we've put so much money toward free agency we got to start replenishing it because they're not years to come they're not going to keep all these guys like we already had like a three tech i don't know you know if we don't sign one of the two guys, we're really in trouble on the defensive line if we don't get Larry Gajobi or B.J. Hill back. we got to get at least one of them back. 
Now, the 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 Andrew Miller, uh, I think it's Andrew Miller on uh, PFF, he's been big on just drafting heavy in, in defense. I know Zim Hude has as well. And I'm all for that because Wyatt from Georgia could possibly be there. Uh, uh, that could be your three-tech right there. So if you fix it, uh, fix the offensive line of free agency, like even quarterback for me, you can draft a good corner. I keep saying Kobe Bryant, second round for, for the Bearcats. You, he could possibly be there. Now, I'm a homer. I love the Bearcats, and I think Kobe Bryant's a really good cornerback. But, I mean, those are things that I think you have a better chance of replenishing your defense and getting depth at at, at, at cornerback and getting a starting cornerback in this draft that are plug-and-play guys instead of the offensive line. Go ahead, Blake. Yeah, and I, I have an argument that will help Sands a little here with Taron Armstead. Every time I bring it up, someone's like, "Oh, they won't. The Bengals won't pay." Taron Armstead that much. Well, somebody's going to, and why won't it be the team? You know, where Burrow was sacked the most in the league by far. Why can't it be that team? Right. And that's like that's my argument. It's like why 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 can't they do it? Why not us? Right? Why not yeah, us? It's like it's like someone's going to pay him. And then uh, you know, talking about you know drafting defensive players. Another thing that I well the draft in general. Something I really like is. I don't know how most people feel about this, but I would really seriously look into trading uh, uh, the first round pick for Laramie Tunsil. And, you know, the reason I feel that way is a lot of uh, one of the guys, Zion Johnson, who a lot of people want the Bengals to take at 31, who I really like, you know what you're getting with Laramie Tunsil. You don't necessarily know what you're getting with Zion Johnson. It's like, I mean, you know, it's easy to say in hindsight, but with those bit with that Billy Price pick, wouldn't you rather have traded that for a, a player that's you know we at least know what he's capable of? And I think that's you know the kind of mindset they have to take this year. Um, you don't need to be like the Rams and start dealing all your picks all the time. But uh, <laughs> the 31st overall pick, you still have the rest of your picks. You have money. I would I would offer 31 for Larry Tunsil. And then there's your tackle right there. You can move around Jonah. Um, you still have free agency to find guards or centers. You still have second and third round picks to find more offensive linemen. So I, mean, I, I would take. You, I yeah, think sorry. if you trade that pick, uh, thirty-one, that uh, get Larry Tunsil. I think that you know it brings a little more flexibility, and you're getting. I don't know, Sands. You would be able to speak more on this, but I consider Tunsil probably an elite tackle. Is that fair to say? Uh, uh, pass protection specifically. Probably top three and, I don't know, maybe top five or so left tackle overall. He's awesome. Um, watching his film against Miles Garrett was just, ooh, he's one of the few guys out there that can handle him on an island for, I don't know, 20 snaps in a game. And that's something that changes the whole offensive line. That That's awesome to watch. Now, this is now Luke, Luke uh, has tweeted me out and talked to me on Facebook. He's a good buddy of mine here. He says uh, – and he's not a big Armstead fan. He said, haven't we learned a lesson from Wayne's? Armstead is injury prone. He has not played a full season in nine years. What, what What's your guys' thoughts on that? You know, because, I mean, he's right. He is injury prone. I got two quick ones. Uh, one is that he played 16 games twice in his career. He missed two games because of COVID two years ago and then played two playoff games. And he missed one game three years ago and then played in the playoff game after. So it's not like he can't handle a 16-game workload. In fact, one time he wasn't even injured. He just got sick. And mm-hmm. secondly, with that, Wayne's missed four games over four years, and he's played in like two games for the Bengals in two years. So the, you really don't predict these injuries that well. Yeah, there's a little bit extra injury concern with somebody like Teron Armstead because he's coming off the knee surgery and, and because of the history. But I think that um, – one, it's a little overstated because he does play a majority of the games every year. He plays, uh, I think, about 12 and a half games a year, including the playoffs. And then to go with that, how do you predict these injuries? You let your medical staff check them out, make sure they're okay, and then not much more you can do. I mean, Trey Waynes was an Iron Man at corner, and then he he couldn't play for the Bengals. I mean, Jonah Williams, Iron Man for Alabama. Then he gets to the NFL. He misses yeah. two like one and a half seasons out of two years. So – I think it's difficult. Now, one yeah, thing I want to roll. I want to roll. Hold on, Blake. Let me see. I want to roll back before we get too far away from this. The uh, Jeremy Tunzel trade. I, if if the Titan or yeah the tight or Texans are going to give us Tunzel for thirty one straight out, I'll take that all day long. I personally don't think they're going to give us Tunzel just for thirty one. You're going to have to give up draft uh, future draft picks, money, so, something else. I think to get Tunzel, and the, to me, that's where the problem lies because the Bengals still need their draft picks and they hold their draft picks very dearly. 
but they do need them for depth because let's be honest, this team isn't that deep. They need to be able, and that's what this draft could be is a depth draft. So I'm with you, Blake. I hope they take it, but I just don't see them giving us thir- 31, like 31 for Tuzzle. Like I said, they did that. Sign me up, but I just yeah. I think they want more than that. My, I don't know exactly what the details would be. That would just be like the main piece. Yeah, right, right. Uh, there'd probably be more, but uh, my argument for about the Taron Armstead being hurt all the time, I'd rather have Taron Armstead for 13 games than Isaiah Prince for 17. So I would take that. Uh, that would take that pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I, I would take it. I'm good with it. I mean, like San said, because you don't know – what injury? Who's going to get injured? It's football, you know. But that, to me, goes to where we got to get depth. And the thing is, people are always banging on Jax Carmen and, and Deontay Smith. And Frank Pollock said this in his the little press thing he did today. That he expects them both to make big jumps this year. He also talked about Hill, the Georgia or the center we got from Georgia. Those three, the put it this way, by the end of next year, we will know if these guys are going to be NFL caliber linemen for sure. Because they usually make a big jump from the first year to second year. Just look at Logan Wilson. Look what he did from his rookie year. I know it's different positions, but it's still rookie year to your second season. So those guys can make a big jump as well. So you got to factor that into uh, to development. But you're not going to know that <laughs> until we get into it. And you're, we're basing all this on right here and right now. And I am not willing to let both those guys, you know, be our guards. One of them, okay, if you have. I say a lockdown center and your, your, your tight ends are fixed because Sands, I like, I said, I know you know more about offensive lines than I do, but I always look at it this way. And I think the way, the, this way the Bengals look at it, you, you, they always pay money for centers and tackles. And if you have a real, an anchor at center and two anchors at tackles, that helps your guards out. So you don't have to have the greatest guards ever. You could have a Trey Hopkins at guard. You can have Carmen Jackson at the other one. And I think they would perform better than they did this year. Oh yeah. Anytime your adjacent lineman is awesome. I mean, that's going to help you out. <laughs> if, right. if you're, if you're not, even that works at tackle, even though you can isolate those guys a little bit more, if you've got an awesome guard next to you that every time that guy's going to try to go inside, he'll take his head off like a Bobby Williams did uh, that, that helps you out at tackle, man. <laughs> um, other way around, obviously if, right. when you're a guard and you've got great tackles and a good center that helps you out a lot. Uh, just the amount of help, and uh, there's so many combo and some type of double team blocks uh, out there that it's like, yeah, if you have an elite guy that's going to really move dudes and you don't have to do that much, that helps you out. And uh, yeah, I, I just think th- the overall bringing up of the talent in general is going to help guys that aren't all that talented look better than they are. Exactly. I can't hear says, uh, what's your, what's your view on trying to get Moss at right tackle? If they get Ryan Jensen at center and then your right tackle is Moss, I'm okay with it. If Moss is the only one you sign, you got to sign another one. If you get Moss, you got to get Jensen or you got to get Corbett in my, in my opinion. What do you guys think? I, I think Moses is kind of like a younger Riley reef. I, I'm fine with it. It's a mm-hmm. fine complimentary piece, but, uh, like what Blake said earlier about Isaiah Prince, I'd rather have Toronto Armstead for 13 games than Moses for 17. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm with you on that. What do you, what do you got there, Blake? Yeah, and it's, I mean, Moses, if you get Moses to play, you know, right tackle, I think you better have Jensen or a top tier center and a really good sound of really good guard as well. I think. Yeah, that, I said Moss, I meant Moses. But it kind of goes back to what I was saying about like the main signing and then complimentary signings, like Sand said. It's like you need to get that main center and guard signing. Right. And then Moses is a fine, you know, third edition. Yeah, exactly. Now, have you guys heard we all we all heard about Gronkowski and said how he said if he's gonna play for any quarterback, he'd like it to be uh jackpot Joey Burrow. Now PFF had an article come out from some agent of some some tight end, a high quality tight end, that the agent wants him, his client to come play for for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So with that being said, what's your guys' thoughts just in general of the tight end uh because we got to get, I'm hoping we sign CJ. We got to get a better backup. I don't really want to go through another year with Drew Sample as our backup. I personally think you can find a good backup tight end in the third, fourth round in this draft. But do you, what do you guys see them doing in the draft? Signing somebody? What, what do you guys think about tight end? Yeah, I, I like CJ Zama. It, it kind of just depends how much money he wants. I mean, I think you know he's like a perfect 
Bengal in terms of like locker room and uh, you know how the fans love him and all that stuff. Uh, but if the money is right and you get CJ Uzama back, I think that I want the Bengals to get it can be the draft free agency. Not a, they're not a starter, but uh, just like a backup or rotational tight end that has some athleticism and some speed and Burrow can dish them the ball and they can move a little bit. It's like CJ Uzama is a good tight end, but I feel like uh, sometimes when he gets the ball, he's maybe just, I mean, the Jaguars game is the opposite of what I'm about to say, but it feels like he's a little limited with the ball in his hands. Uh, So I want a more athletic tight end to kind of play behind CJ Uzama and, you know, just bring another threat there. Um, Just Burrow to get him the ball quick and let him run. Mike, what you got? I think uh, this is one of the only times I'm I'm differing on Blake so far. It's just uh, <laughs> I don't think I'd, I I guess I'm differing from you too. I I don't know if I draft a guy just because the Super Bowl window is the next two years to me. Like that's the biggest it's going to be, and those guys always take two years to really acclimate to the NFL. I think hey, if Evan Engram doesn't have a good market, that fits mm-hmm. what Blake wants. He's a really athletic mm-hmm. tight end. Got to get him to hold on to the football, but uh, he's really athletic and move. I think that there's um, Gerald Everett's my guy. He's athletic. He he can move. He can that's block. It, he can do it all. Um, uh, I haven't watched the Jalen Weidermeyer, but he's had like a weird free fall. I, I haven't watched him. I just know that at, at the beginning of the year, he was uh, everybody's number one tight end. And anymore, he's like tight end six. So if he's there in like the fourth round, sure, take him. And uh, you could roll with four tight ends, I guess, and <laughs> just because you can't cut Sample just because of his contract. No, I'm not saying cut, cut him. I, I, what I would like to see is when, when we go to a two-tight end set that we actually have a possibility of the second tight end actually catching a pass, which, we, yes, there is a chance Sample can, but he's not known for it. You know, usually if we're in a two-tight end set, we're probably running the ball, to be honest, <laughs> the way it's been, you know, last, or at least last year. That's where I, I would like a, a small upgrade. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I have – I hope they re-sign CJ, and if it's sample, cool. I'd like to upgrade it, but there's bigger fish to fry, like you like you said, Sands, and and it just goes to where I keep saying this: I want to fix the offensive line of free agency, and I want to draft for depth because we have to have depth and depth in linebackers, depth in the cornerback, and depth in tight end. Those are the three spots to me. I think we are lacking the most, along with the offensive line, which I already said. But if we're going that direction, we're drafting for depth. Where do you guys? We all know we take the offensive line out. We know that part. Where's the next group uh, uh, that you guys are trying to draft for depth? For depth, um, yeah. I think the sneaky one is wide receiver because Auden Tate's probably gone. Right, uh, Stanley Morgan or and or Mike Thomas are your wide receiver four right now. Uh, if if they both come back or one of them comes back, because I, I don't see them re-signing Auden Tate. Uh, or is it Trent Taylor or Trent Irwin or whoever? It, it's not somebody that's right. very exciting. Right. So I think you get a guy that's got a little potential, a little juice to him. Um, let him be the fourth wide receiver. If somebody gets hurt or uh, if, you know, they still take breathers, even the most amount of snaps that are played, it's like 80%. So guys going to go in there for 20% of the snaps or so. This is a really very wide receiver heavy offense. Three wide receivers almost at all times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a fourth guy. So getting a fourth guy with some juice, that sounds like some fun to me. Uh, other than that, uh, always can use more bodies on the defensive line, whether that's at edge or interior, just because it's such a high contact position. Guys are going to get hurt. We saw it with Osai. Saw it with uh, Mike Daniels and um, Larry Ogunjobi at the end of the year. So mm-hmm. getting some more guys there, that also fits the idea of drafting some depth. What do you got, Blake? Yeah, uh, a position I think they really need to address for depth specifically is safety. Um, you know, with the Carter Allen retiring, obviously, and not. To, I do think Jesse Bates is going to be back next year, but there's some uncertainty there, and then there's some. Oh, he'll be back. I just don't know if he's going to be a long-term. Yeah, because they can franchise. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah, anyway, that's good. the thing. It's a little uncertainty there. Free safety with Jesse Bates and then Von Bell. Uh, you don't know what will happen in the next couple of years with him. Uh, I'd, I'd like them to keep them both, but I think uh, I think they need to take another safety in there, um, kind of fill Ricardo Island's role. Uh, the guy I really like, Verone McKinley from Oregon, he's probably one of my favorite. Like I'm not saying top ten prospect, he's one of my favorite prospects this year. Uh, he's the safety from Oregon, and I, I really love the way he plays. I'm, I'm not sure I'm comfortable drafting him where he'll be selected as depth. He's probably a third round pick. 
So I don't, I don't know if I like that, but that's one of the guys I like. I haven't looked too much into safeties uh, aside from him. I know they got one from Miami, Ohio, that kind of fits that role. That would be a fourth-round pick, fourth or fifth-round pick. So safety is a big one. And then, um, you know, you could all – like uh, Sam said about you can always use defensive line. and You can also always also use corner as well. Uh, it's another position. But I like what they have going on right now. I think they need another, you know, second corner um, beside Wouzier. But after that, um, they can't get back Eli Apple. I think they need to bring back Trey Flowers, and they signed Jalen Davis. So you could also look and see what you got there. Uh, I actually really love the depth at linebacker. I'm not sure how other people feel about that, but uh, you're going to get Akeem Davis Gaither back. You got Pratt and Logan Wilson. And then Joe Bocci was – he looked pretty solid when he played this year. Uh, Marcus Bailey is, is pretty solid depth. Clay Johnston, uh, he played hard when he was playing. Um, and then you got – you know, Jordan Evans, I'm not too sure what they'll do with him, but I kind of like the depth uh, behind the first 30 at linebacker. Right. I'll get to the question over Ken. He said, question for all. I want to know why the Bengals do not run at all any plays with a two-back featured set T formation or I formation, Evans and Mixon. I think, uh, I think Sands are probably a little better <laughs> at uh, describing this one, but one of my favorite plays they ran this year, um, or favorite formations, was Burrow in the shotgun with Mixon on his right and Uzama on his left. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how many times they ran it. I didn't watch, uh, watch it back again and count or anything like that, but I was there live when they did it a couple times. I think it was Jacksonville, and I liked that formation a lot. And I think they could do something similar um, with Evans and Mixon, but I'm not too sure, you know, Sands is a lot smarter, like the X's and O's nine, and so I'll let him take the rest. He's of the film study study yeah. guy of the group here. Yeah. Uh, so about the I formation, T formation specifically, it's just you put Evans or Mixon at fullback, and I'm not sure if they're going to do a very good job of leading through the hole on ISO or anything. So that's the one issue with getting in that with those two. I've always thought that, hey, if Drew Sample can run block, maybe he could play a little fullback, but they don't seem to want to – uh, try to do that. What Blake was talking about, that split back gun, that's some awesome stuff. Really hammered it with the Ravens. And what that does really well for uh, them were to have Uzama on one side, mix on the other, is that when the Ravens run all those exotic Wink Martindale blitzes, they've got bodies coming from depth to pick them up. And that's why it works so well against them. And really, Wink had no answer for it in that first game. And that's why, uh, well, I mean, Burrow went crazy in the second game by the time he did come up with an answer because, hey, he's a good quarterback. But exactly. uh, you, you come up with that and for the run game, not going to do much for you, really. I mean, maybe you can get uh, – Drew Sample is a fullback. That, that's what I think sometimes when I watch him. Get the ball in his hands, he looks like a big fullback. Right, exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not going to do a ton for you in the run game. But in the pass game, that split-back gun, two-back two type shotgun set, that does a lot for you to help pick up blitzes. Exactly. Hey, Mike, I know I know you got to get out of here, so – I appreciate you coming, jumping on, man. And like I said, sorry for messing the, <laughs> the days up. I, get, I dude, I, I get scattered brain sometimes. So, but I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you having me on. It was cool. I, I enjoyed the three person show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've done this in a while. I, I tell everybody where they can follow you, your handle, and all that stuff before I let you get out of here. Don't Just follow me on, on Twitter at Bengals underscore Sands, and you'll you'll find everything from there. All right, Sands, take it easy, brother. See ya. See ya. All right, Blake. It's just back to you and me, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. Uh, let's get to Augie's here. Uh, do you guys see Evans getting an increased workload next year? Do you think he stays about the same? He flashed explosiveness at times when his number was called. Honestly, I hope he does, but I got a bad feeling it might be like Geo. <laughs> Geo, they, to my opinion, they never used him like they should have. And I'm hoping that changes with Chris Evans because I remember that deep pass he got in Detroit, and that was awesome. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, so people that follow me on Twitter know I've been a little vocal about Zach Taylor's play calling. I'm not a huge fan, but I do think that he was holding a little back to protect Burrow with that offensive line. Mm -hmm. So I think when if they get an offensive line and he kind of lets you know Burrow go a little more, I think Evans fills more of a role into that because – the playbook's going to open a little more when you have a better offensive line. I think when the playbook opens more, you you can get some of those roles where Evans can contribute. You know, you weren't all like the 
the Lions play, for example. We didn't see much of that, you know, for the rest of the season because Burrow would get tackled before he could throw it. Right. So I think right. that when I think that when uh, they get an improved offensive line, that's going to also bump up Evans's role. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see him run out of the backfield and catch a little more. And I I still think they need to do it more with Mixon as well. Uh, you know, anyone can go go on YouTube and look up uh, Joe Mixon college highlights, and you'll mm-hmm. see Baker Mayfield just throwing bombs to Joe Mixon. Right. And so I think that I think that they can work Mixon and Evans both into the passing game a little more when they get to open their playbook a little more because offensive line. Yeah, exactly. That's honestly, Blake. I said that all 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 season. People kept answering me like, well, "When's this offense going to get consistent?" I said, "When the offensive line gets consistent." I mean, when they get. You know, when when Joe Burrow – just think if Jackpot Joe Burrow can actually get to his third read, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what that's going to open up. Because, I mean, he's one, two, and the ball has got to be gone or he's got to be out of the pocket. I mean, it's been like that you know, for the last two years. So, I mean, once they fix this offensive line, it's going to open up so much stuff in this offense. And it could open up more for Chris Evans, could open up, like you said, more for Mixon. Because, I mean, Mixon got more into the, uh, the passing, passing game this year than he has in, in the past. And, hey, Mason can throw the ball, too. Remember the touchdown he threw in the, in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. He's just uh, an athletic guy. And this is uh, what I'm about to say. I don't know why I just thought of this, but I was looking up some stats last night, and, you know, a lot of people, the previous draft class before, uh, so probably been 2020, um, when they took T. Higgins, or 2021, or 2020 when they took T. Higgins, mm-hmm. a lot of people are uh, they're saying, well, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver from that draft class, but they're right. putting Higgins at like fifth. Bullcrap. Look up what? Oh, <laughs> he's, he's at least second. second. He yeah, he's second. second. Yeah. If you look up the stats and considering Burrow missed a lot of games and Burrow's had a terrible offensive line, T. Higgins is the second best wide receiver out of that draft class, and Jamar Chase is the first out of this draft class. So you got the the number one receiver out of the most recent and the number two out of the one before that. So I think in the draft this year, it doesn't have to be early, but they've clearly been pretty good at um, evaluating wide receiver talent. So yeah, exactly. I'd like, I'd like to see him go back to it. Yeah, I mean, Zach, Zach Taylor, because he said it this week in the combine, you know, they asked him about, you know, it's different this year. Last year you picked fifth, this year you're picking 31. He goes, yeah, well, we got T. Higgins in the second round two years ago, so we'll be all right, <laughs> you yeah. know. And and I know somebody somebody said it here in the chat her her earlier, but Leinenbog, hopefully he's there at thirty one. I'll be shocked. I mean, if he if he's there, yeah, we're I, the Bengals are going to take him. They they will be running, I think, to the to the table to. I think he's to, going to Baltimore in seventeen. Ah, don't tell me that, Blake. Don't tell I, me that's that. That's just what I've been. <laughs> that's what I'm kind of feeling there. I've been well, doing some mock drafts, and I'm like, I get I get to that Baltimore pick, and I'm like. They're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that's why Bozeman might be gone because you know. Yeah. So that 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 does make sense. Now I'm gonna go uh, to, uh, like I said, Andrew Miller, who uh, has done some stuff on Twitter and talked about fixing the offensive line and draft doing a draft heavy on um, in the dra- drafted defense. I'll get it out here in a minute. I just will put his. This is one of his mock drafts. I'm good with this. If you and the, why that's the one I keep talking about. Uh, there's a very good chance that he will be there. And uh, Jalen Pierce, if I say it wrong, uh, but that fixes two of your things on defense, you know, because we're most likely going to lose either BJ Hill or Larry. So you get wide in there and you put, is it, how am I, am I saying his last name right? Petrie, P- Pierce? Petrie. Petrie, there we go. Thank you. You get him, him in, he might be, he might be a plug and play corner at number two there. So I like those first two, two picks. I mean, he's done a couple Who, mock drafts and this comes up a lot, he says. Whose draft was that? Uh, Andrew Miller. I think it's Andrew Miller. I keep forgetting. I, when you put it up, I thought it was mine. <laughs> I, was like, I did one. I did one today. I didn't post it, so I was like, "How'd you get it?" The first three picks sh- are exactly the same. I, I stole did. you. I stole it from you. <laughs> the first three picks are exactly the same in mine. Like I did. Yeah. The, I did that today, and then I had. Uh, um, I took a Ariza too, and I forget the other. Oh, Marquise Hayes from Oklahoma instead of Fortner. Andrew Russell, sorry, it's Andrew Russell. PFF, Andrew, Russell. Andrew Russell. Okay, I knew I knew Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller was on the show yesterday. I get it. Andrew Russell, PFF's Andrew Russell. This is what he's he's got. And I agree with a lot a lot of what he's been saying. Yeah, I almost did that exact same draft. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that works for me. We'll we'll see what happens. But you know, 
this is what's fun. This is what's fun about this time of year. You can just talk, and and that's all we're doing is talking. So we yeah. we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in that. And people keep asking me like, what do you think they're going to do in the draft? And it's just like I said last year. I don't know until I find out what they do in free agency, which way they'll go. I, you know, we all think it's going to be offensive line as far as free agency goes. And then hopefully they, they draft the best player available. That's what I think they're going to do. But, you know, I have, I have no idea. Well, I, I think, um, you know, obviously been around the Bengals. I'm 22 now. So I've seen. God, you're few, old, Blake. Man. <laughs> I've seen I've seen quite a few uh, early draft picks in my in my life that the Bengals have selected. Top mm-hmm. five. Right. Draft picks. Um, the draft is much much more fun when you got a good team. Cause, oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. I mean, sure, when you're picking five, you're getting Jamar Chase, and that's so much fun, and it's great. But when you're picking thirty-one, you already know you got a good team. Now you get to see what they're adding to it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot exactly. more suspense to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot more fun this year, I think, when you're not yeah, picking a fifth overall. Yeah, there's a lot more intrigue because it, it opens it up too. Because especially, like I said, especially. Like I said, I sound like a broken record. You fix the offensive line free agency. It opens it up to be able for them to be able to take the best player available. And that is where every NFL team wants to get to, where you're not mm-hmm. drafting for need. And right now, if the if the Bengals didn't get into free agency, they would be drafting for need. You know, they they need to get fix this offensive line. But I do think they're gonna fix it in free agency. But that's what's gonna be really interesting. And I can't wait. I'm going down um Sunday to watch the the last day of the uh, uh, combine. I wish I was going there earlier so I could watch some of the, the big guys run, the offensive linemen run, but I get yeah. to watch DBs. and uh, I, think it's, I think it's DBs. I don't remember. I have to look it up again. But it's going to be interesting to watch, which, which would be cool because I'm going to keep an eye on Petrie, see if he's see what he looks like. And, I'm of course, my boy, my two boys from the Bearcats, you got Sauce, which we're not getting him, but and Kobe right. Bryant. Now, Sauce could be, be gone in, I think, the first five, I think. Yeah, I haven't watched Kobe Bryant yet. Like I said, I've, I've taken a little break after the Super Bowl. I've been getting into some college basketball, so I'm not fully into my draft or free agent stuff yet. It should be pretty soon, but been been enjoying some basketball. Oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, I'll be watching some Indiana after this game, but or after this podcast. So, uh, but you know, I think that they're going to need to take a corner at some point. Um, I like Eli Apple. I think Eli Apple, if you sign him back as the fourth, the fourth corner behind, yes. you know, you got Wuzier at number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Hilton, I consider him like a three because he's in the slot. He's a slot. He's the, I think and he's then, the best slot in football, to be honest. Yeah. And then um, your second outside guy. I think you need to upgrade there. And mm-hmm. when I'm looking at the Bengals roster, you know, two years ago when they were drafting, talking about drafting for need, they needed everything. And now – in this draft or going into this off season, offensive line is priority number one. But outside of that, the only other need that I consider you have to address it no matter what. Uh, three tech could be up there, but I think you know the second corner is probably the only one where I'd be hammering it. Like they need to do this, and I think that's the second biggest need. And then three tech would be the third. Yeah, people like we got one in here that likes Eli, and then they got another one here that says get rid of Eli. And people ask me this all the time: Do you want Eli back? I'm like, yes, but I I don't want him to start. <laughs> I want him. Well, uh, I want him at four, not not two. I go to a, a watch party every every Sunday for Bengals games, or every time there's a game, and there's someone there, and they always said, uh, any they said Eli Apple is due for one bat, one terrible play per game and one amazing play per game and they said good apple and bad apple that's what they called it so he would he would get a pass interference a bad one oh there's bad apple and then like in the chiefs game he had that tackle in the one yard line oh there's good apple yeah well well, the the chiefs game he's the one that got the pass interference that got him down that close too remember so Yeah, so I mean that's exactly it. He he was a bad apple, then then good apple. Well, everyone so. everyone would be cussing him because he makes a mistake, and then about five plays later, he makes the biggest play of the game. Right. You're like, oh, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's that's where I, I, that's uh, that's why I was getting an argument with the guy at work about that. And I don't want him back at all. I'm like, I want him back as a four, not two. I'm like, I kept saying, why do you want him back? I'm like, because he's a good backup. He's not a freaking starter. He was never brought here to be a starter yeah. but you know i mean it, now if it happens again somebody gets hurt yeah he's gonna be in there but you know you gotta have you gotta have competent backups and 
your backup is not going to be as good as your starter, no matter what you do. That's the reason they're backups. Yeah. And I think, uh, well, just talking to some Bengals fans, I know some of the, some of the older Bengals fans, they don't like how Eli Apple's been talking and all that stuff. Every corner in the league does that. It's just, he was a little more vocal, but every cornerback in the NFL talks like that. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, they talk trash. That's just how corners are. And I think that, I mean, I honestly kind of liked it. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't mind I'm, it, but then when when they come at you after you after you get burnt, you, you kind of got to yeah. take it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. I, I liked it because it started the first Chiefs game, and every week, oh, Eli Apple is going to make a mistake; they're going to lose. Well, he made it all the way to the Super Bowl, so I'm like, he won that. Right. He won that. I mean, they're, right. they're trash. They're waiting for him to fail, yep. and he made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So exactly. I, 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 I kind of like it. I like the trash talk. I'm a big Jalen Ramsey fan. Uh, oh, he got talking. burnt. Yeah, he did <laughs> he not got. Have I, mean, I, I know, I know. Everybody called, T Higgins got the face mask, but I, uh, T Higgins burn him. Other than the face mask, Jamar Chase burn him. Chase. I mean, he got he got killed. I mean, I don't care what Ramsey got. That killed. was the worst Super game of his career. Uh, he yeah, they they destroyed him, and and just all right, Blake. That goes again to how excited I get about fixing this offensive line. You give T and Jamar more time and Burrow more. We're going to destroy people. I mean. Jalen Ramsey's considered one of the best quarterbacks in football, and they destroyed him in the football in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that that was the worst game of his career. And I mean, if you've watched any other Jalen Ramsey game, he's just incredible. He's locked down. I don't like. Uh, I think Mo Eggers said his own fifteen thirty. He says he doesn't like the term lockdown corner. I don't either. But if you're going to describe somebody as that, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey. Well, and I think it's, oh, sorry, good. I was just saying what they did to one of the best corners. In the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, twenty years, it is just, <laughs> and with the offensive line performance, I think that just shows how incredible Burrow, Chase, and Higgins are. Right. I mean, that was that was that was crazy. And one thing I say about about lockdown corner with this zone scheme that Lou runs, I don't think we need a lockdown corner. We just need another guy who's as good as Cheetah Bay and Hilton. I mean, neither one; they're both really good. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't consider either one of them lockdown guys. They're really good cornerback, and that's what we need on the other side. It, it, because you got you got those two and Bates and Bell in the in the backfield, or I mean in the secondary, we're gonna be we're gonna be really I think we're gonna be fine to be honest. And mm-hmm. then we, but we do like you said we do have to get some depth there because um, um, Ricardo Allen retired. Um, we got to sign Flowers. There are guys that we need, but the thing is, Flowers they picked up in the middle of the season, so there are guys like that that they could pick up. As the season progresses, training camp progresses, you know, stuff like that. So they can find depth as far as that goes later on down the road. So that I'm not as worried about that as much as I am as the number two cornerback and the offensive line. Those are two big needs for me. Yeah. And um, speaking of depth, I don't know how much longer you plan on doing this show, but or this, you know, this episode. But before I said before, I or no matter what I'm doing, if it's a podcast, any podcast I do this off season, they need to extend Stanley Morgan at least three years. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm on the number one in the Stanley Morgan fan club. There you go. He's one of the best special teamers in the league. Uh, he's an amazing blocker uh, as a wide receiver. And I said, you know, before the off season started, any podcast show I go on, I'm going to say they need to extend Stanley Morgan no matter what. <laughs> I agree with you on that. What do you think about this? Reed said, or Bill George said, the uh, the Reed kid from Seattle is a good fit at two cornerback free agency. You got it? Got any thoughts on on Reed? I I honestly haven't Reed. looked anything up on him to be honest. So I, I I can't speak on it. Can you? Not too sure. Um, I haven't looked him at, at many free or, uh, free agent corners. See, I, I um, have, but I don't even remember. That one doesn't come to. Come I to think I know who he's talking about, but I'm not sure exactly <laughs> yeah so i've heard sorry sorry, sorry bill or the bill, yeah, bill reed or something like that no he just said the reed kid and maybe maybe you could, you could give us some information there bill because both of us are at a loss right now so, <laughs> uh oh he said i think it's he said i think it's dj reed dj That's, reed still doesn't ring a bell to die I don't, I I'll, I'll get off it when I get off here. I'll, I'll try to look at yeah, the FF and uh, try to try to give you some more uh, my thoughts on on him tomorrow because I I don't I don't have any thoughts on him right now to be honest. It sounds to, a little familiar though. Yeah, I know I've been all on JC Jensen, but again, they're not gonna they're not gonna get yeah. him. That's 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 too high to be great to get him. 
but that's that's too high of a of a price. And that's the thing is, the Bengals are, are about fifty thousand under the cap. But the thing is, they got big spots to fill, big money. Like Jesse Bates, they got to sign him. And then we're just talking about the least two offensive linemen. So that's where I'm always like, they got to be smart about it. And I, I think the big money is going to be those. Are, that's going to be your three big big ones right there. So they, it was like last year we signed five free agents. I don't know if we're gonna sign five this five this year. It might be three, and one of them might be Jesse Bates. You know, yeah. as far as big free agents, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna clarify that. As far as you know, big plug and play guys, it might be just just those three, and then uh, you 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 also get uh, B.J. Hill or um, Larry Oback. They got to sign one of the two. You know, they they have to because I don't know who's gonna play a three tech if we if we you, you, who you got. He had. Uh, Sample could play there. You got uh, uh, um, all the kid from LSU. Uh, why can't I think it was a big daddy by you? Shelvin's a one. Yeah, Shelvin is a one. You're right. He's a nose. I get who I don't know who they put there if they don't um, sign him. I mean, oh, uh, no, because he's still on the roster. Because, well, well, Tupo is a free agent too. Yeah, he's, I believe he's about a one as well. Um, so it'd be Hill. Hogan Joby, um, the guy they signed. I got DJ Reader, still from, got him, so that's good. From the Titans or from the Raiders. Um, oh, they, the the playoffs. Um, can't yeah, remember his they name. called him Two Check because <laughs> he yeah, played us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're talking about I, his his name, but he's not really a guy I I would rely on though. That's the, yeah, the, you no. know that's that's where I'm like. They gotta get they gotta get BJ or they gotta get Larry. I mean, like I said, obviously, I would like to have both. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Hopefully, it will. But I mean, so that's that's the thing too is like you can't forget about the defensive line because there are guys that we need to either sign back or we need to 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 fill. Which again goes back to hopefully drafting heavily in the draft on defense, which would be the exact opposite of what we've done the last two years. Last two years have been heavy offense and draft, and the free agency has been defense defense. Mm -hmm. I think they're gonna flip it this year. I think it's be, and, and I just mean offense. I mean offensive line, <laughs> and then defense heavy in the draft. Yeah, Let's I think I, I think that, um, it'll be defense in the draft as well, um, especially with the corner, the cornerback class issues very right. good. So, right, right, exactly, exactly. All right, Blake. Well, it's about almost six thirty. I usually roll about an hour, and you've given me more than enough time. I appreciate you. I want to let you go so you can watch. You watch. You said Indiana. You watch uh, Indiana Hoosiers or or the Pacers. Indiana Hoosiers versus Rutgers. Big game tonight. Ah, see, I watched my Bearcats get their ass kicked by Houston for the fifth freaking straight time. It was a good first half. <sighs> yeah, but we did did show up at the beginning of the second half. They like forgot to sh show up. I'm like, you got Like you're playing Houston, man. They're they're a tough freaking. They're the Bearcats of old. This is what's pissing me off. It's like. Yeah. Playing Houston is like playing the, the the Bearcats of old, and we're we're not there yet. We, and it comes down to we have to get more talent. I mean, what's has got more guys coming in next year? I think we're on the uptick. I'm just really tired of getting my ass kicked by them. I'm yeah. I'm tired of losing to them. I'm tired of losing to Xavier. I want to get back to at least competing for them. So yeah. anyway, Blake, tell everybody if you got any articles coming out or what you got going on here before I let you go. Yeah, I'm just working on uh, for all Bengals. I'm working on a little uh, off season guide. Um, just listing the current players on the roster, um, a little overview of each position, and some free agents and draft picks they can add to you know improve each position. So, working on that, so it'll be coming out pretty soon. Um, that's about it. Other than that, so awesome, man. Well, I like I said, I always enjoy reading what you uh, your articles and everything you you tweet. So you're a great follow. Go follow him at Appreciate Blake it. Jewel on Twitter. And uh, like I said, we got what. One thing's going to stink is we got next week, and then we have fi finally have free agency. But the week yeah. we have free agency, I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> so I've been struggling to talk about stuff for the last two weeks, and the free agency hits, and I'll be in Florida. So don't worry, I'll be around. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be I'll be talking about it on Twitter or something. Anyway, Blake, I appreciate you, man. Let's do this again sometime. Yep. Who day? Yep, have a good one. You too, brother. All right, guys. Like I said, go follow Blake. Like I said, he's really a really good follow on Twitter. He, he puts a lot of good stuff out there. Augie, you want to know where my hoodie is? Or you want to see the hoodie? Let's see. Let me get your comment down. Uh, there you see. It says that Bengals. I mean, let me move the mic here. Uh, hey. Says that Bengals. They got the B. The other B. And got some cool stuff on the on the back of it, too. There's the hood. 
said Bengal Stripes. It's badass. My wife got it for me on Facebook uh, three years ago, something like that. So, because people ask me all the time, where'd you get that from? I'm like, Facebook. <laughs> Go there and uh, check it out. Ken, I agree with you. Is it March 15th or 16th? Exactly. What part of Florida? I'm going to be down in uh, Tampa, St. Pete uh, area. So, that's where my uh, my wife is from. So, we'll be going down there. Celebrating my wonderful mother-in-law's uh, 70th birthday party. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm ready to go be on vacation and take a break, but I just wish it was the week the week before or something because I'd love to be on the air uh, during free agents, especially if we sign somebody. So, hey, like I said, make sure you subscribe because you never know. I'm on vacation. If it's something big, I might jump on and we can talk. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But anyway, let's get to the Facebook groups that – let me live stream, and I appreciate every single one of them. Uh, Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Cincinnati Reds, Riding Third, Heading for Home, Bearcat Country, Bearcat Ruckus, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. Then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopol. TikTok is at Iceman90. Just look up Sports Strawberry Ice or Strawberry Ice. It'll pop up. You can find me. Uh, if you guys want to check out the podcast, which podcast has been blowing up, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast because try to get it, make it a little bigger. The YouTube show is doing really well. I like to get the podcast out there, try to get it to more people. So I will be putting the sound up later on. You can listen to it tonight or tomorrow. Or if you go to work at nighttime like I do, you can listen to it then. It's going to be on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much Apple. I say Apple Podcast. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast, make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. I would greatly appreciate it. And leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast and tell all the other the podcasting sites that you know you love my podcast and you know people should advertise on it. That'd be awesome. YouTubers, we're at 1,509 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. My goal is I'd like to get to 2,000 by the time the season starts, which I'm counting, you know, sometime in September. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberry ice. I would greatly appreciate it. And other than that, I can't wait till Sunday. I said that a couple of times. Now, tomorrow's show, I have no idea who's going to be on there because I screwed this up. I thought Sands was going to be on tomorrow, but he thought it was today. And I moved Blake to, to today anyway. That's right. Now, I don't have a guest. So... <laughs> I got to work really hard to try to find somebody tomorrow or it's going to be you and me and we'll be discussing the Bengals. We can talk Reds because you know all the great things the Reds are doing. Which, they're not doing anything, so there's no reason to even talk about baseball. They don't care. I don't care. I'm not talking about them. <laughs> Other than that, see you guys tomorrow. That's your sports, baby. See ya! Black and white
Flossing on the wings, Cincinnati, she's our queen, we gon' show them